Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Upper Class Podcast. Hey guys. And thank you for joining us on the day, uh, what, day 18 of quarantine? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I have a wall where I keep track of the days. Oh, yeah. Is like, it make scratch uh, marks? Yeah. Use tally like, marks. And yeah. uh, tally marks with blood on the wall. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. I, wish- I, just, I just use chalk. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, Tristan, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Tristan Carlson. Uh, you might remember me from last week. Uh, I'm the pastor's kid. I've been coming to Calvary Mac for like two and a half years now, and I go to the youth group a lot, and I love upper class and Jesus. So That's right. That's good. Signing up. All right. Uh, Kyler, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Kyler Johnson. <clears throat> I've been going to Calvary Mac since I was born, and yeah. I love Jesus, and I'm a senior in high school. Great. <laughs> senior. That means that your time with us is drawing near to an end. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm the only senior who's <clears throat> been recording this podcast so far, so oh. it's nerve-wracking. Mm-hmm. That we'll have your wisdom. Yeah. Here. An experience. Yeah. Abby, yeah. why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, guys. I'm Abby Pearson. I'm a student at Mac High. Um, I'm a junior. Uh, I am on the worship band at Calvary Mac, um, and sometimes I lead uh, worship for a youth group as well. And I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. Awesome. And uh, to the listener, you may notice that the audio sounds a little bit different today. That is because we are not in the same room. In fact, some of us aren't even in the same city. Uh, joining me in McMinnville, of course, Tristan's there. He's got a nice mic set up. Yeah. And, uh, Kyler, what city are you in? Uh, I'm in Dayton. You're in Dayton and you've got your gamer headset on? Of course. I've been doing a lot of gaming during quarantine because I have oh, that yeah. time. Are you, uh, are you a pro gamer? Uh, not yet, but I'm pretty close, you know? Sweet, sweet. All right. And then, uh, Abby, where are you joining us from? I am in Sheridan. Actually, on the Highway 18, my address is Sheridan, but I still go to Mac High. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice because mm-hmm. you can go to the good school and. Uh, oh yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. Sheridan High people. I I never went there, so I but but I'm a I'm a Grizzly at heart, so I have to rep Mac High, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. We are having a podcast because youth group cannot meet for the next. Uh, I think we're down to seven weeks now. Uh, at least, though, who knows, things are changing. You can't plan more than a day ahead. Have you guys noticed that? It's kind of ridiculous. Um, yeah, it is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, seriously. But we Are all the there. stores out of toilet paper still? You know what? I haven't checked. I'm assuming yes, because all I see is memes about toilet paper now. Um, getting mm-hmm. I always use, like, leaves, you know? I know. Why are people freaking out? Why don't you just use towels and wash them? <laughs> or your... your mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so many other things you could panic by. <laughs> yeah. I bet those French toilets are oh, pretty. Yeah, oh, yeah, I bet those are 
Yeah, those are in hot- stock. Yeah. yeah. I I don't know if I want water on my butt, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, the reason why we're doing a podcast is because we don't want youth group to be canceled through this. Uh, it's just going to look different. And so for the, for the next little while, we're going to record a podcast and then uh, it'll have some, you know, fun topics, but then it'll get down to some, some meat. We'll have like a little bit of a message and questions at the end for everyone to talk about together afterward. So after you're done listening to this podcast, uh, especially if it's on Sunday night, call up a friend who's listened to it. If no one's listened to it, then make them listen to it. And then uh, talk about the questions afterwards. We can keep the community alive and keep a youth group going through this time. But uh, that's why youth group's not over. We, the vision, the thing that we want people at Calvary Mac to learn through this is that home is your first church. So even though there's no more youth group, even though there's no more Sunday gatherings, church is still going on. It's just at your house. And so uh, we're going to keep pushing that vision forward. That's what we are expecting God to teach the people here. Uh, home is your first church. So guys, last time we met, uh, there were no official quarantines in the U.S., but then that day, California and Illinois shut down, mm-hmm. and now Oregon's basically shut down, but I mean, a lot of people have been ignoring it. Um, who knows yeah. how much is going to I literally to- drove for like three hours yesterday from vacation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah. Was, was there like a lot of people on the road and stuff? No. There was no? Like okay, okay. People. There were a lot of trucks on the road. Okay. I went to Salem the other day, and there's so many people in the stores. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the Oregon government sees the people ignoring uh, all of the warnings and then decides to give us a real shutdown, a ban on leaving your house like places in Europe. That'd be horrible. How have the shutdowns affected you guys so far? Been Uh, rough. (laughs) I, I feel more awkward when I go outside now. You know, like it's like it feels wrong to be outside. Yeah. 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 Like it's totally fine. I'm like, should I be out here? <laughs> that kind of yeah. happened to me yesterday because I went to a, <clears throat> a park in my town. Oh. So, first of all, first of all, it wasn't a real park. So, it wasn't illegal that I was there. It was just church property and dating. <laughs> okay. So, that was okay. But then I went to a different park and it had two signs. And the first sign was like, Make sure you stay six feet apart from everyone who's not your family. And then I'm like, oh, I can do that. I'm just here with my brother. So I walk up. I read the second sign, and it's like, all parks are closed. And I'm like, Makes why sense. do you have the first sign? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the first sign transcends, transcends the edges of the park, and uh, it's mm. all time. The mm. uh, second sign is just don't go to the park. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that, it was disappointing. Yeah, I know. Like, of all the places that you're going to get sick, I don't know, like, out in the open. I don't know. Maybe it maybe it still spreads, but I, I feel like uh, mm-hmm. we're not meeting together in a building. But what do I know? I'm not a virus scientist. Are you guys? No. I mean, I claim mm-hmm. to be, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, that's what your fake ID says. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, well, Makes sense. I wanted to get into uh, our first topic here, which is fear. What do you guys think of when I say the word fear? I think of uh, dolls. Dolls? I'm yeah. terrified of dolls. <laughs> like all dolls? Oh, yeah, all dolls. They're wow. just creepy. Dolls are pretty creepy. <laughs> well, if we're talking about our fears and snakes, for sure, the most okay, okay. evil creatures on the planet. 
<laughs> I, I thought a spider fell out of my towel this morning. That gave me a little. Okay. Fear. The other day, I went to go kayaking because I was at like my grandpa's cabin and he has a kayak up there. Mm-hmm. And I lift it up and it's just full of black widows. Oh, Ew. That's and nasty. I lost the motivation. So, and we were going to leave the next day. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let them be there, you know? Yeah. So you didn't end up kayaking? No, I didn't. Yeah, but in all seriousness, uh, this is an extremely fearful time for our world. Wouldn't you guys agree? Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. I just feel like uh, most people, Christian or not, are facing some sort of anxiety that they're mm-hmm. Being turned mm-hmm. upside down. Yeah. People are losing their yep. jobs. People are just locking themselves in their houses. Um, people are terrified that they're going to get sick and die of yeah. coronavirus, you know, and fear is just a common feeling in our world right now. Wouldn't you guys agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that's where all the like fighting, you know, over toilet paper or something in the store is from because they're just afraid that they're going to be left without, you know. Yeah. And so from fear comes, you know, ad- adversity. So I was also thinking, though, scripture promises us a lot that we don't need to be afraid, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I really feel like through this season, the church has an opportunity to show people why we don't need to be so fearful. And uh, we, the church has an opportunity to, to show people why we aren't fearful like they are. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely and agree with that. It really gets people's attention when you're not fearful. When the whole world is seems like it's on fire and it's ending and then we're just content. I have an example actually of how we can use this as a huge tool for witnessing. I have a classmate who went to I don't know, I think he went to some sort of convenience store. I don't know the details of the story at all. But um he went in and he was like just happy singing he was singing a song and just kind of shopping around and then the store clerk says how can you be happy at a time like this how can you be singing and just act like everything's okay and he had a chance to talk to him about jesus at that point and share his faith and so that's just a small example of one of the many ways that god can speak to people and point them to him through this time don't you guys agree yeah that's such a yeah such a powerful way to share your faith too when you're just showing joy during a dark time like this oh yeah yeah and even if we can't you know like find like happiness you know there's still like joy found in the holy spirit like pastor brian always talks about yeah yeah i definitely think god also gives us those opportunities to really proclaim his goodness you know exactly especially through a time like this just like mm-hmm. example that you were talking about your classmate. Yeah, back to what Abby said too about joy. It, some people have a real reason to be afraid. Some people could it could be very very dangerous for them to get the virus. Because we have our hope and trust in Jesus, we don't need to live out of that fear, right, guys? Yeah. yeah you brought up a great point there, Abby. That we we can still have joy in this trying time. I wanted to ask you guys, how are you doing with fear right now? Overall, I mean, I feel pretty good. I know there's really, especially when you're young and healthy, I don't think there's really much we have to fear. The only thing yeah. we really fear is like maybe just getting people we know who are at risk, them getting sick. That's the only thing we really have to fear, I think. Yeah. Where the wisdom side of things comes in is that's the reason why we're not doing youth group right now. Yeah. 
because we don't want to become an agent that spreads this disease around and and causes harm and hurts people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're not acting out of fear; we're acting out of wisdom. I think. Yeah. There. Obviously, you know, but if I get it, I'm not gonna be like I'm gonna be like whatever. I'm probably gonna get over it, you know, because I'm young and I'm healthy for the most part. But like my dad, he's like over sixty and he's like the primary breadwinner. So there is some anxiety with that that uh my family has, you know, been holding on to, but you know, it's it's not that bad. It's uh we're we're doing pretty good at just keeping him safe. For the most part. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up and we're able to recognize that and uh, mm-hmm. we'll be praying for your family. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is uh, part of the fear isn't just fear of getting sick or dying, but it's just losing your job and yeah. money to pay the bills and just the, the anxiety that comes from that, too. I wanted to look at uh, some scripture to sort of encourage people who are afraid right now. Could you guys turn with me to First Peter 5, 7? Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. I'll read that again. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Man, how can we live that out? How can we cast our fear, our anxiety onto God, knowing that he cares for us? I think for me personally, a lot of that revolves just around trust, you know, and not allowing fear to control the way I live. Huh, that's that's a really big point. What do you mean by uh trusting god how could we you know live that out for me prayer is a big thing but i I feel like Mm -hmm. people like always kind of like resort to that but i think also just having that mindset where it's like you just know that god's in control of it you know and nothing you can really do is going to change anything that isn't supposed to happen so Mm -hmm. you just live with that knowledge and that understanding you can just live with peace in your life, you know? Wow. Yeah. Just- and that also reminds me of that one verse where he's like, I have overcome the world or something. And, you know, it's comforting to realize that um, this virus isn't bigger than God, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, he created the world and he can zap this virus out of existence if he really wanted to. Um, but there's a reason that he's not. And so I think this is just giving us an opportunity to come together as a church and um, let go of those anxieties. Yeah, I completely agree with that. You know, and we just have to remember that we're, we're being an example of what it is to live with our hope in Jesus. Mm-hmm. We're able to rest in God's love, which doesn't change no matter what's going on in the world. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, just, I hope that people can be encouraged and comforted. I hope that people will take First Peter 5, 7 and own it during this season. And if you're struggling with fear, reach out. Uh, like I said, you can get a hold of us on Instagram. Just give us a PM and we'd love to pray for you and uh, talk with you through this stuff and, and try, to, try to help each other out. Uh, speaking of helping each other out, let's move on to our next topic. Let's be the church. Man, what do you guys... What do you, what comes into your mind when I say let's be the church? The church isn't in the building, it's the people. Yeah, that's so true. That's good. I'd say <clears throat> probably owning your faith and living it out would be being the church. Yeah. And also helping out other people because they are part of the church as well. Yeah, you know, that's what we do when we're at church. We help each other out. I feel like we could still do that like in our homes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
completely agree. I, I wanted to highlight, you know, a part of Acts where the church is coming together and, and supporting each other. If we look at Acts 2.45, uh, you guys want to turn there really quick. It says this, they sold property and possessions to give it to anyone who had need. And uh, I think I explained this a little bit uh, in some other video for the youth group. But what's happening there is there's a whole bunch of people who uh, came to Jerusalem as a religious pilgrimage uh, for because they were Jewish. And then they got converted to Christianity. The Pentecost happened and thousands came to know Jesus. And so they were in Jerusalem with nothing. And they were staying there because that's that was where Christianity was at the time. They were mm. they were worshiping God and and growing together and learning what it was like to be the church. And uh one of the ways that they were the church is they supported each other. So the ones who lived in Jerusalem sold their stuff just to pay for these people uh who they most likely didn't know uh before that. I was wondering if you guys had any ideas on how we can do this today. I think <clears throat> during right now, we can just stay connected with everyone around us because it's hard being isolated in your own homes with helping able to talk to anyone. Kind of kind of like what we're doing right now, you know. People can do that with each other, you know. Yeah, that's good. On top of all that stuff that, you know, we can do on our own uh, ambition, we also have some opportunities at Calvary Mac that we're putting together to connect people to needs and uh and help people find uh needs to serve so this first one is for anyone with a driver's license and we're calling it drive and drop kind of catchy right here's the vision behind drive and drop there are many people in our church uh who can't get groceries or other needed supplies because they are very susceptible to uh having some serious health issues if they contract uh the extremely contagious virus and uh, so we were thinking about that as a, as a church staff. How can we impact that need? How can we, you know, be the church and help, help those people out? And so uh, our very own Dan Bellows has set up a way to fill that need. And if, if you want to help out with that, then go to our church website, calvarymac.com. You can find Dan's contact info there, or you can just go to our Instagram account and, uh, and contact us there to help us be the church. But what we're going to do is – uh, we're going to activate members of the church, uh, young people who aren't at such a high risk with coronavirus, to uh, cleanly and safely deliver groceries to people in need. So basically what you'll mm -hmm. do is you'll do grocery shopping for the people who need it the most. Doesn't that sound awesome, guys? Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. It does. Very cool thing. Well, that is a way to help eliminate some of the fear that the susceptible people have to the virus because they don't have to do their they don't have to go out in public and expose themselves like that mm -hmm. and yeah. that could be a way that like casting your fears upon god is like helping them go away because yeah. god's moving through different groups that are just helping each other out that's probably one of the reasons why people have fear and anxiety mm -hmm. they're afraid for the time when they have to leave their house and go get their it's on their mind yeah it just really lifts a burden if there's someone yeah. else doing that for them. It's also yeah. just being good to our 
people in our communities who are already sick or who are, you know, old and uh, just helping them out. I'm sure they appreciate it so much that they don't have to be exposed to anything. That's some really great points, guys. And uh, I, I just feel like that's such a great opportunity for people who are able to to be the church, right? Yeah. And, uh, live out Acts chapter 2. When we see the church coming together in a time of need, mm -hmm. there's also a way for people who don't have their driver's license to be the church and help uh, support the at-risk population. So the, the next opportunity is to do a little something called pen pals. You guys know who the highest risk uh, population for the virus is, don't you? Yeah. The elderly. <laughs> yeah, elderly. And uh, as you know, our retirement homes and care homes are filled to the brim with people who have to completely isolate themselves from the outside world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you guys imagine how lonely it would be to spend your last years of life sitting inside of a room watching TV. Yeah, they're already lonely too. You know, they're um, in those retirement centers and their families have just, a lot of families have just dumped them in there. Mm -hmm. um, when I was a kid, up until I was like 12 or 13, I had like a singing group and we would go around and sing like Christmas carols or like old songs from the 50s to like the people in the retirement homes. And, you know, we would actually like just go to their like little apartments and just like wheel them out there and awesome. then sing for them. And they would just, they would, <laughs> they would, they would love it so much. Yeah. Some of them would just cry and cry because like they were wow. so lonely. Mm -hmm. And so I, I can't imagine how how it is now that they can't even like pretty much go out of their rooms that they have. Yeah, that's such mm -hmm. a good point. If it was bad before, it's even worse now that they're yeah. locked down, locked down completely. I mean, yep. mm -hmm. have to to protect them. Um, you know, because if they get sick, it's not a good thing. No, <laughs> yeah. sick with anything, let alone this lung attacking virus. But mm -hmm. as sad as it is, the position that we're in, that they're in, we want to love on these people. Mm -hmm. You know. Yep. We they're extremely at risk and we want them to know that we're thinking about them and praying about them and we care about them. We're going to do, we're going to love on them by setting you all up as pen pals. Um, do you guys know what pen pals are? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Write people letters who are, yeah, you have, can like be far away. A specific person you don't know and you just start writing letters to them back and forth, you know, just mm -hmm. kind of have like a, a friend, you know, that you can just write yeah. to. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. You know, it's just basically a friend that you don't know in person, but you know them by writing letters to them. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. A lot of these people, frankly, don't use social media. So we're going back to the days of ink and paper. <laughs> yeah. But just think about how you can be such a huge blessing to these people. So get in contact with Jessica Campbell. Uh, she's organizing this whole thing by going to our church website, calvarymac.com where you can find some way to get in contact with us or go to instagram and dm us at uh calvary mac upper class and we'll get you connected and that's another great way for the church to be the church and to serve an at-risk population and to love on them don't mm -hmm. you guys think that's just beautiful oh yeah yeah it is i'm yeah. sure it's like so like I'm sure they appreciate it so much that we're meeting them where they are that they don't have social media or they're not able to um you know get on it or you know learn how to do all that technology so I think it's really heartwarming that we're gonna you know meet them 
at the place where they are. Also from our side, uh, a lot of us probably haven't gotten letters from a pen pal before. <laughs> and it's just a different feeling to get a letter in the mail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That actually has I think it's more personal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Something that We're not distracted. Hold. That's a good point. And it takes a lot more work to write a letter than yeah. to uh, type mm-hmm. out a letter. Type and up. it requires patience. Yep. Yeah, and uh, and care. After about a page and a half of writing, my hand usually starts. <laughs> yeah. If, uh, mm-hmm. Because I have weak writing muscles or what, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is a very cool thing that we're doing to love on people. So just to recap that, how can the church be the church in this time? Well, uh, drive and drop, deliver groceries for at-risk people, and also pen pals. So like I said, go to calvarymac.com to get connected. Or just go to our Instagram, Calvary Mac Upper Class, and uh, we will make sure to get you in contact with the right person for making the logistics happen there. That reminds me, if you haven't already, make sure you follow us on Instagram. That way you can stay updated on everything that we're doing to stay connected and to be the church through this time. So that's the podcast. We've got daily Bible studies going on up there. Just lots of opportunities for youth group to continue to impact people's lives. And uh, that's what we want. That's what we're praying for. And uh, so make sure that you uh, follow us on Instagram if you haven't already. Like I said, we're still going to be meeting at 7 on Sunday nights. It just won't be at the church. It's going to be in very small groups. So listen to the podcast together and then talk about the questions at the end over the internet right Fancy interweb. <laughs> so uh right now we're on a season called own your faith the whole vision of the upper class youth group is that we want to change the 70 percent dropout rate of christians in their early 20s down to zero i want to be able to call any of my students when they're 25 years old and hear that they're still involved with church and still in love with jesus i think that by owning your faith you're set off far better to stay in the faith when you finally get to live on your own. The last message was uh, the first part of a uh, two-part message called, Do You Have the Holy Spirit? Obviously, we know the answer to that is yes, but we just wanted to uh, you know, dive into that a little deeper and try to understand Holy Spirit just a little bit better. And this week's message is part two of that. But before we get to the message, I think Kristen has some news in our world today that is not about the virus. Tristan? Well, okay. Technically, it is, but it's something good about it. <laughs> From the BBC, going back to, like, elderly people who are alone in retirement homes, there was one story where alpacas came to visit elderly people in a care home to, like, like just cheer them up, and I just thought that was kind of cool, you know? Alpacas. Yeah. yeah. A little scary. Why alpacas? Alpacas are... Does anyone know how tall... Frightening. Uh... Alpacas, I think they're like the size. Taller than me. They're like the size of an average human. So them rides, alpaca yeah. ride. Yeah, that would be pretty fun. Like a horse-drawn carriage, but instead of horses, it's alpacas. <laughs> Just a yeah. ton of up. <laughs> yeah, that that makes me wonder. I mean, alpacas <laughs> are kind of like one of the most random animals you could choose to hear something. That's up. true. Yeah. <laughs> what do you where guys- did they find it? Exactly. Where Where do you just think? Oh, let's bring some alpacas. <laughs> old people <laughs> yeah there's gotta be easier animals to bring that would probably have the same or better of an effect yeah For sure like a like a bunny yeah you know I, I guess the bunny would be good they're soft you can hold them I guess yeah <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like 
kitten? Maybe a kitten. Yeah, maybe oh, a yeah. kitten. Yeah, a kitten would be better because when I look into the eyes of a rabbit, I don't see <laughs> going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, dogs, you can't go wrong with dogs. Yeah, dogs, dogs are, but at the same time, dogs are always kind of like always used to cheer people yeah, up. That's like, true. That's true. They might be a little dull to it. Like, and they could get a little too happy. The dogs could get too happy. And yeah, they could get rowdy, jump up on if the person, there like, if there's push like them a, off their wheelchair. <laughs> if there's like a tame bear, that'd be cool. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, uh, my. I don't know. Bringing in yeah, a bear, they might scare him to death. <laughs> Dude, I would be like, I'm probably like, whoa, that's a bear. What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do you guys think would be like the worst possible animal to take to Ooh. retirement home? I think a Definitely. black mamba. It's, I, no, oh it's my. a porcupine. Any kind of reptile. Any kind of reptile. That'd just be why. Like you can't pet it. Can't. You well, know. you can though. You can't. But pet it's a not fluffy. What it's about not a fluffy? What about a crocodile? Yeah. Oh my. Like crocodile. Reptile. Exactly. You can still pet it on its back or something. Honestly, I'd be more excited Stig. to see a crocodile than an alpaca. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my. Actually, well, maybe more excited, but probably terrified at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. A healthy, a healthy excitement. The more that we talk about it, the more I realize that basically any animal you bring to a retirement home is just kind of <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, but as long as it makes them happy, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe the guy was like a, I don't know, like Alpaca a crocodile wrestler. Yeah. He just like, not like a comedian. Instead of an animal. Yeah, yeah. bring a comedian to the at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good thoughts, guys. I guess uh, with that uplifting news, um, I we'll end it with this. Don't bring a porcupine. <laughs> bring an alpaca instead. Yeah. Why? Seems to do the job. Fur. It's all in the fur. Uh, let's get into the message. All right, guys. All right. So, like I said, this is uh, "Do You Have the Holy Spirit?" Part two, and uh, I just wanted to recap uh, the first message the first part we know the answer is if you believe in your heart that the gospel is true then you have the holy spirit but not everyone has experienced the power of the holy spirit two weeks ago after our message about holy spirit tristan's back was healed it was just amazing power. That, was, that was amazing if you want to hear more about that then uh listen to episode one of the upper class podcast you know that when that happened, that was the last time we got to meet together physically in a in a large group. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it was, was definitely super powerful. Yeah, yeah, good timing. You know, but basically, what the first message was about is how the Holy Spirit isn't just a doctrine or an idea or a thought. He's a a tangible working thing within us. But now we're on to Do you have the Holy Spirit Part Two? And I just wanted to talk about a couple more things that have to do with the Holy Spirit and the promise of the Holy Spirit. But first, I wanted to ask you guys a couple questions. Here's the first question. Are you ready? I'm mm-hmm. ready. Hit me. What are <laughs> miracles? Well, Amazing acts of God. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Something that happens that you wouldn't expect to happen. Oh, I like that. Something to give you a, like a tangible reference to hold on to. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, too. The next question I wanted to ask is, why are there miracles? That's a good question. It's kind of a harder one to answer. Yeah. But. Maybe to strengthen or, like, spark people's faith. Yeah, and, you know, we should already have faith, but I think miracles are 
important for like a demonstration you know yeah um like the thing with Tristan that was that was amazing and if if it wasn't like the night before they like shut down everything then yeah um I don't know if a lot of people in our church would be so you know fired up about Jesus like like that was amazing for me to witness you know yeah I've, I've yeah. been like devoted to my Bible ever since because that was just so awesome. I love hearing that. Yeah. It before that miracle happened, it was kind of hard for me to like grasp that miracles were real because like I've never seen one before. I've exactly yeah Bible and Bryant was talking about miracles, but like to see one that's that's totally different than just hearing about them. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. Yeah, I completely agree with all of that. And I was even thinking too about what Abby just said, how uh, miracles bring faith. And Kyler said that too. You know, and then I can't remember where we were looking in scripture, but it said, blessed is he who has not seen and still believed. Remember? Yeah. And yeah. That's such yeah. a... That's right. Where like Jesus like appeared to Thomas after he was doubting and stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. Yep, that's yeah. it. Um, and uh, Thomas had to touch his the holes in his hand and in his side yeah. in order to believe. And Jesus said, you believe because you've seen. And uh, I think that yeah. was on in the message when I shared that um, before I started talking about miracles and all that stuff, just uh, about how that's true. We're living in a time when we don't get to stick our fingers into the holes in Jesus's hands and in his side mm -hmm. we still believe even before we see miracles we still believe mm -hmm. um, blessed be those who believe without seeing but then we get to experience and see miracles of God working supernaturally supernaturally in the world today and it mm -hmm. it launches us into a new part of our faith life you guys agree yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure and uh even like before when Jesus was like going around and you know healing people and make doing miracles you know the disciples were still like almost questioning and they yeah, still yeah. had disbelief but after he performed the greatest miracle of all you know dying on the cross for our sins and then uh coming back um and reappearing before them it was like they just there could be no doubt after that yeah, that's so that's so true. I wanted to look at some scripture in order to try to get an answer for those two questions. So I'll just restate the questions is what are miracles and why are there miracles? So if we look at Ephesians chapter one, verse 13 uh, and 14, it says this in him. You also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him. You were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. So that's just verse 13. But what what things, what phrases stood out to you guys when I read that? Just that where it says you were marked with, in him with the seal, the promised yeah. Holy Spirit. Just that knowledge is just a really cool feeling, you know. It's mm -hmm. like when you receive Jesus into your life, it's literal. He comes into your life. He changes yeah. you forever, you know? It's like... Yeah, yeah so, so this verse answers the question that, you know, we've been talking about is, do you have the Holy Spirit? The answer is, if you believe in your heart, the gospel, then you have the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, for a lot of my life, I knew that 
I didn't really understand what it meant. But this scripture gives me such a great perspective on what it means to be sealed, to have the Holy Spirit in you. When it says to be sealed by the Holy Spirit, we'll keep reading, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. I always knew that when I believed, I had the Holy Spirit in my heart, in me. I didn't understand why, how, what that meant. And uh, in some ways, I still am I'm learning so much every day about my relationship with God and, uh, and his Holy Spirit and what that means. But the fact that we are sealed, uh, we're sealed with the promised Holy Spirit and that he's the guarantee of our inheritance makes me see that in such a new light than I ever did before. The promise of the Holy Spirit is that our salvation starts right here and right now. Our place in the kingdom of God begins right here, right now on this earth. That changes the way that we live our life. That means that we are no longer living and believing in Jesus. That way we can go to heaven someday. That means that we are a part of the kingdom of God starting now. And so um, we're not just believing in Jesus for some fire insurance that when we die, we don't go to heaven. We're believing in Jesus and we have an active, real relationship with him starting now. I just think that's such a big deal. I think it is a new perspective that changes the way that we interact with God and the Holy Spirit. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, for sure. And uh, going back to verse 13, when it says like um, marked with the seal, it's like it's like you're branded. When we're sealed with the Holy Spirit, when we believe we're sealed for eternity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think he's definitely always grabbing at you. You know, you have if you have the knowledge of him and you have the presence of him in, in your life, you're, he's always going to be grabbing at you in every situation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. God fights for his children. And when you're sealed with the Holy Spirit, you become his child. And so he won't ever just let you go. It's mm -hmm. like the parable of the lost sheep or the lost coin. There's so many parables about not letting go of his, his treasures. And that's us when we're marked with the Holy Spirit. And then our response to that, is that, I mean, we don't have to do anything to get God's grace, but we still, like, love God so much for it. We yeah. have an active, real, living faith that has things that we do to show that we love God. And so we worship him, and we, we want to study God and know more about him. But, yeah, so we have to keep that in mind. Do you have the Holy Spirit? Well, if you believe in Jesus— if you believe in the gospel, if you believe he was the son of God, that he died on the cross in place of you, and that he rose again, then you have the Holy Spirit in your heart. You've been sealed. You've been marked by the Holy Spirit. And this is the biggest thing, in my opinion, is that you uh, have been marked with the Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance that's a huge, huge theological statement to think about. The Holy Spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance. When Jesus was walking the earth, he talked about this all the time. I, I encourage people to read Luke and Acts together because it's just such a great way to 
have an understanding of God is by looking at what happened in Luke and Acts. When we, when we understand that the Holy Spirit is the one who is promised, he's the helper. When Jesus talked about the helper, the comforter, the, the gift that would be coming, that's the Holy Spirit. And, and because we have the Holy Spirit in us, we have our salvation, which is the guarantee of our inheritance. We can look forward to understand what he's talking about there. If we turn to Revelation 21, verses 1 through 4, I'm just going to read that. It says this, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. That's our promise. That's our inheritance. That's salvation, is that we get to live an eternity with God just like Adam did in Eden. And we are sealed by the Holy Spirit within us. That's the promise. That's I've heard it said that's the down payment of that future reality. The Holy Spirit in us is the down payment of the future reality of when when we get to walk in physical communion with God someday. I just think that's huge. I know it's huge. We can ask then, what are miracles? Well, if you believe what the Bible says, then you believe that miracles are an outpouring of the time to come. The time when we live in the perfect earth, the time when the kingdom of God comes and we are living in that kingdom physically, that's a miracle. A miracle is us seeing a piece of that because we know there's going to be no more weeping, no more crying, no more pain, no more injury, no more sickness, no more sin. When a miracle happens, we get to see a little part of that future reality happening. That is a huge, huge statement. And Ephesians 1 13, study that, guys. I encourage you to study that 13 and 14. When you're trying to understand the Holy Spirit, when you're trying to understand why we get the Holy Spirit, why are there miracles? Well, for one, I completely agree. Miracles produce faith. When you witness a miracle, you suddenly believe so much more. Blessed is he who believed without seeing, but a miracle definitely produces faith. Another reason why we have miracles is because the promise of the Holy Spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance. He is alive, and his power is working today and will work until the end of this age. You know, I, I want to go back to that Revelation 21, uh, 1 through 4. Or actually, I'm going to go down to verse 3. And this is just so powerful and amazing. Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. That's how it was in the beginning. Eden, Genesis, when, when Adam lived with God. Adam and Eve lived with God in Eden. They physically walked with God and lived with God. 
That's what man was created for. And as soon as sin came, as soon as Satan tempted man and sin came into this world and man chose to trust his own judgment over what God told them was right and wrong, God made a plan to bring us back to him. Hmm. The wages of sin is death. Jesus died on the cross for us. That's why he lived as fully man. Jesus was able to avoid temptation when Satan tempted him during his 40 days fasting right after Jesus got baptized. You guys probably remember that story. Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't use his godhood to not fall into temptation. Jesus was fully man, and he lived a perfect life, and he died on the cross for us. Mm. That is how, that's the first step, one one of the first steps of God bringing us back to Eden. And then we look at Revelation. This is the promise we believe in. This is why we don't have fear. We don't live in fear. We, sometimes we have fear, but we don't live out of fear. We don't make decisions out of fear. Because if you look at Revelation chapter 21, we're, we see a picture painted that is a promise that the dwelling place of God is going to be with man. The kingdom of God is going to come to earth. And the Holy Spirit, look at Ephesians chapter 1 again. The Holy Spirit is the promise in you. We get the Holy Spirit because God is marking us for that eternity. Can't wait. That's right, man. (laughs) Yeah. What are miracles? It's an outpouring of the age to come happening now. It's reminding us of the promise that in the end there will be no more suffering, no more pain, no more weeping. You guys heard the song, You Hold Me Now? It's an older one, Hill Song, I think. Um, I love that song, but uh, it, it just sings about that. No weeping, no hurt or print, no hurt or pain. You hold me now. You know, it, when we talk about Revelation, a lot of people get super caught up on the details about how the world's going to end. What exactly is tribulation going to look like? What's the order of things? Is this a sign for that? You know, and, and I'm always reminded that the disciples were literally told, like Jesus straight up told them, hey, I'm going to die and I'm going to rise again. In three days. Jesus literally said that to them, but scripture says that they were blocked from understanding it. It wasn't until it came to pass that they understood. It wasn't even until he died. It was until he rose again and they saw him that they understood. But they remembered he told them this was going to happen. I, I believe that the end times is sort of the same thing. Maybe not to that extent, but yeah. read all these commentaries, all these opinions of people who have their doctorates in theology. And when you read those, every uh, person has a slightly different view on what's going to happen and what the different mm-hmm. signs mean. And there's all yeah. these schools of thought. It's just noisy. Yeah. So <clears throat> here's what I want for you guys. When you read Revelation, don't get so caught up on it. You can study it all you want. Read all these different commentaries and please develop your opinion on it. I'm not going to teach about the tribulation and all that i'm going to teach about the victory that is promised to us mm-hmm. when the dwelling place of god is with man that's what it's about that's what it's about so the disciples were blocked from understanding when jesus literally told them he was going to die and be ro- risen again well when you read revelation don't beat yourself up if you don't understand it the only thing you need to understand is that we have the victory and the holy spirit is in us today And we see miracles today as a promise of that victory. We're sealed by the Holy Spirit. And so 
to answer the question, what are miracles? Why are there miracles? Here you go. Read Ephesians uh, chapter one, read Revelation, and then you'll understand. You'll understand why there's miracles. Yeah. So, so be encouraged, guys. You have the Holy Spirit in you if you believe in the gospel. The Holy Spirit has marked you for that day when we get to live with God once again, just like in the Garden of Eden. Amen? Amen. Now it's time uh, that we got into some questions. That was your uh, message for Sunday, uh, I think the 29th. I'm not really sure. Uh, but here's your questions. You can find these on the Instagram. You can find them uh, on the blog. Uh, but it is, how have you felt the Holy Spirit in your life? Has the power of God ever shown up in a big way when you were feeling lost? What did you think of the Holy Spirit before listening to the upper class podcast versus how do you think of the Holy Spirit now? How are you staying connected to God through quarantine? How are you staying connected to and serving others during quarantine? Like I said, you can find these questions on the Upper Class blog and uh, on Instagram. That's CalvaryMac underscore Upper Class. Make sure that you follow us to stay connected. And uh, now it's time for some uh, closing thoughts. Um, Abby, you have any closing thoughts for us? You know, during this time, there is a lot of fear, like we already discussed. Um, but some people might be trying to find comfort in certain things that aren't, you know, the best for them, you know, like uh, drugs or alcohol or I don't know, something that is just not healthy for them. But um, once they uh, find uh, that they're opening themselves up to the Holy Spirit and inviting him into their hearts, uh, then they'll understand that God is the only true comforter, you know, in these times that um, there is not a lot of comfort to be found in other people. That's good. That's good. You know, one of the names of the Holy Spirit is the Comforter. Yeah. That's good. Uh, Tristan, any closing thoughts? Uh, yeah. Um, I guess really all I have to say is just to believe in the power of the Holy Spirit and just the promises in God's Word. Yeah. Um, yeah. And really just get excited about what God's Word says and what it has to say about us, you know? Yeah. Uh, Kyler, you sound like you're ready. You got any closing thoughts? I do. <clears throat> I think <laughs> it's just uh, during this time, you should cast your worries upon the Lord and just mm. be able to show his joy because that's a good testimony to all everyone who's scared and just helping each other out will be a good way to show God's love during these fearful mm -hmm. times. Absolutely. That's awesome. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, well, my closing thought uh, is that home is your first church, and it all starts at home. And uh, maybe you've been reliant on Sunday mornings for your relationship with God for a long time. Now you don't really have that in the same way. You don't have that community. So uh, always remember that your home is your first church, and uh, so that's, what's God, that's what God's teaching you right now through this season. So thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to call up a friend and talk about those questions. Like I said, you can find them on the Instagram or on the uh, Upper Class blog. Glad uh, <laughs> you joined us. Well, uh, have a good night, everyone. <laughs>
and subscribe to the <laughs> podcast.